welcome to Two Queers and a Theory, a show where we talk about conspiracies, cryptids, takeovers, and why it be like that sometimes. I'm Andrea. And I'm Joey. It's time for us to sit back and try to unravel the theory courts. Today, we're talking about... Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Why it be like that? Bruh, Harry Potter is one of the most iconic pop culture, like references things of our like generation it's yeah. so good i mean it is really good harry potter was not white though <clears throat> oh god no i love my favorite thing is the like artist rendition where like ron is white as fuck like, yeah he, he is... looks like elmer's glue <laughs> yeah basically and then like harry himself is always like some kind of mixed kid or on, like, like the darker spectrum my favorite is when uh like a fanfic picture of like harry will come out and he's middle eastern oh god that's a good one. oh god here he's for it. fucking beautiful Do you know what my favorite one is though what hermione being black oh my god yes no i am totally here for the whole hermione is a woman of color oh god I'm like so... don't get me wrong emma watson was fantastic as hermione but yo if they ever get like a they ever reboot that series they need to definitely have like, more minorities in it. Right. Especially now, like, there's no way to not say that, like, England and Scotland and all those places aren't more, like, ethnically driven. Exactly. Like, in its time period, it kind of made sense. But also, like, I'm so here for more, like, ethnicity and representation in it. It's so good. Right. So I think definitely, before we really get into this, the listeners are probably already questioning, what are our houses... Slytherin. Slytherin, obviously. Fun fact about both of my significant others, though. They are both Ravenclaw. Oh, well, my significant other is a Gryffindor. I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, I forgive her. I love her regardless. Everybody's allowed to make exactly one major mistake in their life. And being would... a Gryffindor would have to be that mistake. You know, sometimes I think the house chooses us. Because I think she would make a fantastic... Uh, Ravenclaw. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm on the train of people need to be nicer to Hufflepuffs, man. Like one of my best friends. They're when just I was here for a good time. No, dude. One of my best friends in undergrad. She was a Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Baddest bitch I've ever met. I mean, that's like one of one of our mutual friends. He's a Hufflepuff. Oh yeah. Funniest dude I've ever oh, met. Oh god, he's so good. But you no, know, my friend. She after she graduated. She didn't even go, she showed up to graduation. She didn't do the last term. She just went immediately into her Disney uh, internship and, mm-hmm. like, worked for Disney for years after graduation. Mm-hmm. And she just now left to get, like, a better paying job. Okay. Which, like, bruh, she was, if she wanted anything, she'd mm-hmm. make it happen. And, I like, mean... I would come up with a plan and she would just execute it in the best way possible. And I'm talking, like, she could be as nice as humanly possible for it or she can throw the best white bitch tantrum yeah and get everything like she would put which she never did it when like it was uncalled for it was mm-hmm. always these people overstepped their bounds trying to be like well we work here you can't do that shit because we never asked for anything like crazy right she was always like can we do this and if they like threw us an attitude then she would like go full white mode and just yes. tear into them like bruh let me tell you how crazy this girl was well i think it was she was in middle school or high school where this one girl pissed her off, she made her change schools. Twice. Oh my god. Twice, man. She didn't even go to the second school that this girl went to. But her reputation of what she, like, told about her... Right. ...destroyed her as a person for two different fucking schools. So... And this bitch is a Hufflepuff. Maybe she should also... be a Slytherin? That's her combo house. Which, by the way, what's your combo house? Oh, god. My combo house is Slytherin and Gryffindor. <laughs> Mine is Slytherin and Ravenclaw. Oh my god. Oh man. It makes me literally want to die. Speaking of split houses, okay. let's talk about characters who probably should be in other houses besides the houses that they were given in Hermione. the books. Girl, that, I'm pretty sure she was a three-way split between Gryffindor, uh, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. Unpopular yeah. opinion. I bet you she was up there trying to debate whether or not she had to go to Slytherin. Oh, yeah. No, most definitely, because, like, once book two happened, she just kind of took 
the Hogwarts handbook of rules and like threw it out the window and she was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna do what I want. Right. And she, I love that she was so afraid in the first book and movie that she was gonna get like expelled for doing bad things and then after she realized that like, hey, we didn't get expelled for this, she was like, I'm gonna do what I want and right. get the most out of it. But right. she never did anything like super horrible if you actually go back through it. I mean, fair. Although, I... One of my most favorite lines from Hermione in the first one, speaking along the lines of getting expelled, mm-hmm. is when they're, like, going to figure out what's beneath the trapdoor. And she's like, I'm going to bed before either one of you gets us killed, or worse, expelled. Well, it's, yeah, I mean... Also, like, it, it it was just so funny to see, like, an 11-year-old be like, oh, it's fine if we die, but god damn it, you're not getting me kicked out of school. <laughs> She's an academic to the end. Oh, right. She was like, oh, god, I just want to pass my newts and my owls and call it a day. I just want to get a good job. Right. Like, I can't do this, man. You guys right. are jeopardizing everything. I guess she was like, if I can't get a good job, I might as well die. <laughs> But, like, every millennial ever. Right, if I can't get a good job, might as well go out. (laughs) Oh, God, I love her so much. All right, so you were the one that wanted to do Harry Potter. Right. So what are some of the big topics that you want to tell me about? So I want to talk about a few different things. Mostly a lot of, like, maybe loopholes or, like, things that just kind of don't make sense to, like, me as a person as I was reading and watching these. Okay. Um, so I think the first one I want to start off with is probably one that, like, people talk about a lot. The fact of how stupid Harry is and how unobservant he is. Like, holy shit, man. This kid missed so much. Like, I, like, all I want in the world is for J.K. Rowling to rewrite the series from literally almost anybody else's perspective. Well, so I think the reason why Harry was partially unobservant is from the years that he spent with the Dursleys. They didn't allow him to observe anything. And also, I mean, like, being somebody that has a lot of past trauma, like, that shit will fuck you up. Like, I'll be looking for my own glasses. I can't fucking find them, and they'll be right in front of me, and, like, I'm on the verge of a mental breakdown. So, I mean, like, he may not have just been very observant because he knew that his mental frame was, like, fucked. I mean, probably. I also come from a trauma-based background, but, like, at the same time, I, I feel like I'm on the opposite side of that spectrum. I'm hyper-observant of everything. See, I'm not. I'm like, I ain't see shit, I'm going to bed. <laughs> that's me with spooky shit. But see, I'm. that's where you and I are polar opposites, because, like, with spooky shit, I'm like, I see everything! I have to stay awake. <laughs> Everything else, I'm like, I ain't see shit, I'm going to bed. But also, he was a jock. Most jocks are very undeserving. Girl, you obviously didn't go to my high school. I did not. I I also went to a school with 3,000 other kids, and all of our jocks were the biggest meatheads I've ever seen. I don't think most of the jocks that I went to high school could spell their own name. Fair. Like, sorry about it, Bob. You but got like, three letters. But, like, there are other things. Like, I, I, I know that when you get older, you get a little bit... Usually, you get a bit about bit better about observing things, but... Right. Boy, how did he did not. No. Like, if you were to take out Harry... Not Harry. Yeah, if you were to take... If you were to remove Harry, you wouldn't have a series. That's <laughs> right. a lie, actually. If you removed Harry, it would just fucking be poor Neville. Oh. I'd actually like to see the series from Neville's perspective. Like, what if he was the chosen one? I wonder if there's a fan fiction written about it. I'm pretty sure. I'll find it. Oh, I'm so here to read that. Only would the Golden a... Trio be different? Probably. It would definitely be him and Luna instead of Harry and Hermione, which makes me really sad. Yeah. But also, at the same time, I feel like Hermione would also be in that trio because, like, she was relatively civil to both of them. Oh, she was, out of everyone, I'm pretty sure she was the most civil to everybody. Oh, right. Except for Draco. Which, my poor little baby. I mean, he was a pompous asshole. I love him. I, I know your obsession with Draco Malfoy. Is... I love him so much that I named my car after him. I, I know, I know. <clears throat> you have no room to talk, though, with your obsession with Bellatrix. Well, that mostly stems from the from Helena Ballham Carter. Like, I love her as an actress, and the fact that they put her in that crazy bitch role... 
It just really wets your whistle. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. I'm so here for it. What would you have done if they would have cast Lucy Lawless? As I would probably have exploded. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I would know all of the movies that she was in by heart. Like, it's, uh, like, no, listen, man, when I watch, I can probably quote a lot of Xena the Warrior Princess. God, that show is so good. It's, Those it is. Those graphics did not age well, but, like, I'm still also. Here Speaking of graphics that didn't age well. Okay. Let's talk about the first couple books. Uh, the okay. first couple movies. Okay. Because those did not age well. But what I what I want to actually lead this into is the Animagus forms. Okay. Um, oh, hold on. Wait, pause. Okay, so really quick, you said let's talk about the first few movies. What about them? Other than... Do you not remember the troll? Oh, God. That troll did not age well. Fluffy? That troll looks like my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Fluffy looks so bad. It's but very also really obviously. cute. Oh, I mean, I'm here for how cute it is, but it, it looks very fake. And the dragon? Norbert. Yeah, Norbert. Yeah, thank God those dragons got better in the fourth one. Oh, God. What and they, they got didn't? really good in Deathly Hallows. The dragon under Gringotts. Oh, my God, I forgot about that dragon. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I'm still, like, concentrating on the first couple movies that just did not age well. Yeah, I'm... They're still good. Very good. So good that I have all of them on Blu-ray. I know. Um, but uh, leading up, I for whatever reason, my brain is blanking on the second movie. The Basilisk? Oh, yeah. Okay, but Which, hold on. Like, like, that one actually of... aged decently well. Like, that Basilisk still looks pretty good. Like, um, not great, but still pretty good. You know, so, okay, I went to the midnight premiere of Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Forgetting that the big bad monster was a gigantic fucking snake. Yeah, how did you affair with that? I, uh, well... Did you have a panic attack? No. Um, as soon as they started to talk about a giant snake, I put my hands over my eyes and I didn't see the rest of the film. Have you been able to sit through and watch the rest of the film yes. since then? Okay. Yes. But, like, 12, 13-year-old me was like, absolutely the fuck not. I didn't see shit. I'm gonna sit right here. <laughs> I'm gonna just listen. Oh, right, I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, no, Fox also, the Phoenix... Aged pretty well. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. The first movie did not. The first Which is, movie... It's very much... It's very easily an animatronic up until when it, like, disintegrates and becomes reborn. Yes. Um, but the second movie onwards, Fox actually looks pretty good. Their animation yeah. move, uh, Their animation budget definitely, like, bumped up. Well, it's because their budget in general bumped up. Yeah. Um, but then when we talk about... Uh, when Sirius Black... And Lupin show up, and they jump into their werewolf animagus forms. Boy, howdy! Well, that so did not. I mean, truthfully, I don't, I don't feel like Lupins didn't age well. Cause like, if you look at like another <clears throat> great werewolf series, the Underworld series, right? Talk about werewolves not aging well. Oh, yeah, no, that was definitely a time period where they were still trying to figure out animatronic and CGI merging together, and it yeah. did not work out very well, but no. as the series progressed, it got much better. Right, but I mean, like, unfortunately, that was the only one that we saw, like, a predominant werewolf in. I yeah. mean, like, we had Greyback, or whatever the fuck his name is, Yeah, Greyback. but he was always, like, kind of fuckered up in the face, like, he always permanently kind of had, like, werewolf face with human body, Yeah, no, which, that like, was... how the fuck does that happen? Oh, well, it's because he... He, um, he's supposedly, he actually gave more into his werewolf self and, um, he just always had that kind of trait. When he was, when he was transformed, it stated that, like, he didn't get the, uh, like, wolf's bane in time. And, like, that's why he's still able to go back into his human form. Uh -huh. But that's why he has so much fur around him and that's why he's so big and bulky versus so when... So he's a big muscle daddy where Lupin is a twink. Well, it's because when he got hit with it, mm. they, like, shoved a bunch of uh, wolfsbane down his throat, so that mm. way he doesn't carry as much as, um, as Greyback does. Right. Um, but, like, I want to talk about Sirius Black. Okay. His, uh, if you actually go back and you watch the movies, okay, his dog form changes. 
in yeah. every movie he has shown. Yeah, because, like, I remember in the third one, he looks more like a black wolf. Yeah. And then... In the next one, he looks like a black Irish wolfhound. Yeah, which is kind of, like, fuckered up. Yeah, it looks very different. Yeah. Which brings which brings my question to the table. Okay. Can you alter your for, your animal form? Like I know you're I know you're I don't know if you can switch like like animals entirety, but like if you are just dog, are you stuck as that specific dog or can you like shift your form to be like a bigger dog or a smaller dog right. as long as it is a black dog? Hmm. Cuz he was still two very big black dogs. Right. Um, and so that's, that, that's my question about it. JK no Rowling, one... please tell me on Twitter. Please give me the lore. Cause I mean, we don't really see anybody else's animagus form after that. Right. Um, it's spoken about. Right. Um, and I don't know, maybe if it's, maybe it's more when you are a registered animagus, they like, they all, they help you alter it or they like keep it in check for a certain point. Right. But, um, you know, we, we're given five unregistered Animagus, and we only see two. Right. Okay, so which poses my question with Rita Skeeter. Right. She's an unregistered Animagus. Right. The Beetle. Right. How the fuck did nobody in the ministry know that she was an Animagus? I get why the Marauders weren't. Mm-hmm. They were students, blah, 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 blah. She worked for the fucking Daily Prophet. Well, she probably, she might have done it when she was a student as well. Right, but I mean, like, after she got her job as the Prophet, like, that's how she got the inside scoop, was she was a beetle mm-hmm. in the room. Nobody at the ministry was just like, hmm, how did you hear this conversation? Well, they probably did, or, like, the, the Prophet that she worked for, like, her, like, section of it, they were all like, yo, we'll keep your secret if you keep this information flowing. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, like it. Uh, so basically, you're <clears throat> thinking that they may have bought her out. Yeah, because she was like, "I can get you all the like big scoops and anybody. I can sneak into any room and hear any conversation, and I can then tell you everything." Because think right. about how great that form would be for like intel, because you could basically stop any specific thing from happening if she were to be in the right place at the right time listening to the right conversation. Oh, man, the Order of the Phoenix wants to go do these things, and they're going to make a big public spiel about it, but we have to. it has to be, like, at a certain time, at a certain place, and we're making this statement, but people can't know about it because it has to be a statement. You release that information in the Prophet, they can't do it anymore. Right. They have to continue to remain underground. Right. And that's how she's able to keep all those things in check. What a smart bitch. Yeah, Which right. leads me to our next topic. Okay. J.K. Rowling is Rita Skeeter. I'm so here for it, man. Probably my one of my favorite theories to come out of the Harry Potter it's, multiverse. It's so good. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, I love that she was the one who released it herself, wasn't she? Or she, like, well, she continues to neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, she, she doesn't confirm nor deny if that's, like, the possibility. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, I feel like instead of, instead of confirming or denying, I feel like we kind of got confirmation of it. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't write the series in the first person. She wrote it very much in the third person of Harry did this, Ron said this, right. Hermione exaggerated this or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was never I, them, they. Okay. It was very much like she was an outside force getting the scoop on shit. In her little beetle form. In her little beetle form. Fucking us up. Which makes me really mad because like I like to think that I'm really magical. My name should be in the book. Well, we Why did I not get my letter? That's because we're we should blame the American school for that. Ilbert Morney, get your shit together, bitch. Uh, I mean, we it happens, man. I guess we're forced to remain muggles and or squibs. Or no matches. Oh, yeah, that's the... That's the, that's the North the, American term. Yeah, whatever. Why couldn't we just have one universal term? Uh, I don't know. Muggle. Works real good. 
Yeah, but it's also real fucking obvious. How so? I mean, okay, so let, imagine you're walking around, bebopping around, you've never heard of the Harry Potter series, you ain't heard shit about magic before, and you are in in a store, or no, you're tell you what, tell you what, we're walking through a park. Okay. Alright? And you, like, stop to, like, feed the ducks or some shit, and there's a group kind of, like, behind you, and they walk around, and they're like, man, you gotta be careful of all these muggles around here. Aren't you gonna be curious what the fuck a muggle is? I hear shit, I'm going to bed. See, no, that's where I'm just like, the fuck is a muggle? But then again, I'm a person of color, so when I hear, like, a weird fucking term, I'm like, racism? Oh, right. Hello? See, where I'm a little scrawny white kid, and I'm like, I'm gonna just go to sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna go night-night. <laughs> I'm gonna go night-night. I'm gonna go night-night. I ain't gonna fuck around with it. Right. Not something I'm here for. I don't know, I think it's just something I'm real interested well, in. Well, now that we've spoken about Ilvermorny... What's your house in Ilvermorny? So mine actually jumps back and forth. Okay. Every time I've ever taken the quiz, it bounces back and forth. Okay. I am either the Wampus Cat okay. or the Horned Serpent. I am like, always I the am Horned Serpent. Like, I am a 50-50 split. I am always the Horned Serpent. Which, like, fucks me up because I'm really afraid of snakes. And, and you were a snake in both and fucking Regardless, houses. I'm a goddamn snake. How would you survive... In the dungeons. I don't know because they have snake statues that move. I know. You would be... I guess you'd either have to get over your fear or you'd have to learn to, like, navigate that whole shit blindfolded. Or with your eyes closed. Or die. (laughs) I would just die. You just give up. I would... The the hat gets placed on your head. Slytherin! Oh, time to go. No, no. I'm... I'm gonna need a redo. <laughs> Absolutely the fuck not. I don't fucking like snakes. I ain't fucking around with it. Okay, so then if you didn't if you didn't want to be in Slytherin, what other house would you want to be in then? Hufflepuff. You'd be a puff? I would. I would be a puff. Solely because I love their color aesthetics of black and yellow. I'm here for the badger, man. Badgers are fucking terrifying animals. Yeah. They are so fucking vicious. Yeah. So, if you could be a ghost, mm-hmm. what would your ghostly trait be? Like, there's Nearly Headless Nick, the Bloody Baron, the Grey Lady. What would you What would you do, and where would you haunt in the castle? I'd 100% haunt, like, either... I would haunt either the dungeons or the library. Okay. The library, because I would just... I'd be like Peeves, and I'd fuck with people all the time, and I'd make noise and shit, and get them kicked out of the library because I'm an asshole. So you would be more of, like, a poltergeist? Yeah. Okay. I just really like messing with people. I'd definitely be a jokester. Okay. Um, I don't know how, I, I, honestly, I don't know how I would die. I guess I would probably die in the, in the war, uh, when it got brought to Hogwarts. Okay. Should I be there? Um, but, like, those are the two places I would prefer to haunt. Okay. Um, the dungeons, because, again, it's my house, and I would just love to fuck with people there. I'd be like, yo, I heard this one crazy thing, you should go do this shit. Right. And just help them, like, fuck with people in other houses. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would, uh, god, I would also probably die in the war, or I would die from fear of going into the dungeon. (laughs) Um, but I would definitely haunt the headmasters. Like, office. Okay. Just, like, fucking with all their shit. So, since we're both... I think it'd be really fun to talk about this subject, since we're both Slytherins. Okay. And we're both obviously not purebloods. Right. We're, like, half or muggle-born. Okay. So, I'm pretty sure the, the listeners are probably wondering what side we would probably be on. Okay, really quick. Listeners, Andrea and I have talked about this a lot. Which, like, brings me to my favorite thing that we've ever talked about in regards to Harry Potter, about how we would be double agents. <laughs> we would be the worst double agents, though. <laughs> Especially because your obsession oh my with Draco God, I would bear his fucking children. I know, but, like, the thing is, is, is if Bellatrix Black didn't look like Helena Bohem Carter, I don't think I would be as in love with her as I am. I don't know, she's, she's also described... Like, without, like, all the fucked upness to be really hot. So. You're right. So if they all got fixed, I'd probably have an issue. Maybe it. I don't know, man. We would be fucked, because they'd be like, alright, 
devil agents go infiltrate the Death Eaters. And we'd be like, cool, cool, sign us up. It would never work, though, because... We would be fine until our the loves of our lives walked by, and then we would get fucking distracted. Well, like, if we're half-bloods, we'd probably get bullied relentlessly. Uh, and if we're Muggleborns, there ain't no way we're gonna be able to be double agents. Snape had a hard enough time being a half-blood and a double agent. I'm sure we could lie about her. I'm pretty sure they have magics. I've learned, I've read enough fan fiction to know that they have blood-testing magic, and we'd be fucked regardless. I, speaking of fanfic, I am here for the Harry Draco trope, but also not when one of them gets pregnant. Like, it, like, fucks oh, me up really impreg? good. Yeah, it, like, weirds me out. Like, I'll be, like, reading hardcore into a fanfic of them, like, falling in love and, like, getting together and shit. And then one of them gets knocked up, and I'm like, get out, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> abort, abort! Basically, you need to abort, and I need to abort this fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> We're out! Uh, yeah, no, my, my like, fanfic couple to, like, go for is uh, Hermione and Luna. I love that combination. Also, like, J.K. Rowling, can you just rewrite the series and make everybody gay? I'm so here for it. Like, I'm just here for the gay, honestly. Oh we're too right. gay for this. Two oh queers, and we're so gay. Who would have guessed? Like, right. <laughs> right. Oh my god. I just... Speaking of being too gay... Right. People lost their fucking mind when she let it be known that Dumbledore was a homo. Yeah. They were so mad. I know! Like, madder than they probably should have been. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know what? People also gave... J.K. Rowling shit when she was like, yeah, he's gay. Dude, she got, like, death threats and shit. Right, they were like, why didn't you write him as gay? And I was like, bruh, it was the early 90s. Well, not only that, but, like, it didn't really play a central part to, like, the story that she was telling. Right, so, like, my thing, another that's another part about Harry being unobservant. If you're, like, 11 fucking years old and you walk by someone who's not a outwardly flaming homosexual, you're not gonna be like, oh, that that's definitely gay. You're gonna be like, oh, that's a person. Right. And you know what? I I was actually really mad when people gave her shit about when she was like, yeah, Dumbledore was gay. Because, like, if it needed to be that central of a role, she would have said something. Right. Also, like, gay people don't have to act like a flaming homosexual all the time. It's just a lot more fun. It, it is a lot more fun, especially when homophobes are around. But, right. like, also, we don't have to do that. Right. Like, I, I look, walk, act, and talk like a, like a fucking uh, dyke right. or butch lesbian. If dyke triggers some of y'all, I apologize for that. Um, but, like, it, it it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't go, like, I don't project myself as... Oh, look, like, Dicosaurus Rex is walking through. Oh, right. Like, I'm, I walk in a room, and you either read me as tomboy or a dude. Right. And, you know, or I Or a lumberjack, or, but not. <laughs> a lumberjack, but not. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I, I got, I was upset that people were so mad about it. Like, who cares? Oh, right. He was, he was one of the most powerful wizards. Oh, right. And he happened to be gay. Right. He what happened to like the dick. Yeah, like, what? What's your beef about it? Oh, right. Is it because he was powerful? Like, why were people so mad about it? I have no idea, but J.K. Rowling is the clapback queen on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Like, when she let it be known right before, and I know that you don't want to get into it, but the crimes against Grindelwald. Yeah. When she let it be known that the woman in the cage was Nagini. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I was living for that day. Solely for what her Twitter was gonna say. Uh-huh. And somebody was like, yo, how long you been sitting on this Nagini secret? And she goes, eh, about 20 years. Right. Like, girl. Yeah, man, like, she, she basically fully fleshed things, that whole world out. Oh, yeah, no, most definitely. And like, she's just been, like, sitting on it because it's not pertinent information. Right, until she releases something else. That you need to know about. Right. Rita, I need you to get your shit together you know and just people, tell me all the information at once. You know what people were also mad at, like, couple-wise? People were so upset that Neville and Luna did not get together. People were also pissed that 
Hermione and Ron got together. I'm still mad about that. J.K. Rowling is mad about that. Yeah, but one of her hashtag biggest fucking regrets. Oh, right, she was like, God damn it, yeah, fucked but no, up. But after Fantastic Beast was released and they saw, um, what's his face? They were like, oh, well, definitely makes sense. Newt's commander, that's his mm, name. Yeah, it's okay. de- It definitely makes sense now why Luna is, like, dating slash married to his grandson. Oh, right. Son? No, grandson. Grandson. Right. Yeah. Like, that. her whole thing is on magical beasts. Oh, right. And to, and to date and be married to the that guy? Oh, right. Why, why are like, you mad? Oh, right. And, I mean, like, her and Neville would have been great together. Right. But, like, his big thing was herbology. Yeah, he loved plants. Right, where she loved the animals that feasted on them. Which is, right. <laughs> and, like, she, like, she makes some comments about how, like, the plants are really fun. But her biggest thing has always been the magical beast. So, the like, Nargles. Yeah, ah, fucking, I love the Nargles. And so, like, I, I also was just, like, people let back off, man. I... I hate when something becomes so mainstream like Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. because then everybody feels like they have an opinion on it. Oh my god. And, like, I'm here to just enjoy this entire world that somebody has created and decided to share with us. Mm -hmm. Like, let her make her fucking creative choices. Right. And you know know what I also was really mad at? When she released the whole bit on the Ilvermorny thing, people were so upset. When in the art style, like, trailer that got released about it, there mm-hmm. was a Native American, uh, first people, whatever the terminology actually is, okay. um, that you watched, so he was, like, on it. I think it was a man, like, silhouette of a man, who transformed into his, what would be an animagus form mm-hmm. of, like, a bird, and he flew the fuck off the cliff and, like, did his thing. Mm-hmm. And people were like, yo, that's racist, that takes away, and, like, the whole idea of the Ilvermorny school of, like, white people brought magic to North America when they had it themselves. And people were livid about that. Right, but, like, also, guys, at the same time, I don't think she was trying to say that white people brought magic to North America. I think she was just trying to say that the Europeans brought a different form of magic because she she made it very known that the indigenous first people of this continent could very easily perform magic but unlike their european counterparts they didn't use a wand yeah so that was really her biggest difference was that the first people were all wandless magic users and they would just let it flow freely through their hands, mm-hmm. where the Europeans had to use the wand to direct it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, stop shitting on her, damn it. Yeah, no, and then uh, the whole Nagini bit, they also got on her about uh, Nagini being a Korean woman this which, entire like, time. Which, like, I hate to tell those fucking idiots, but, like, the type of snake that Nagini is, for somebody who fears snakes, I did my research... The type of python that she is, mm-hmm. is only found in Asian countries. Well, like yeah. China, Malaysia, shit like that. So it, it would make sense that she's an Asian woman. It wasn't, it wasn't that. Okay. It, it wasn't the fact that it, it, it was the fact that she was not only an Asian woman, but she was then in service with the Dark Lord and then was trapped in that form and was just a catalyst for whatever the fuck he wanted to do. That was the problem. Which also begs the question, if Nagini was a Horcrux, mm-hmm. why the fuck was it such a surprise that Harry was also a Horcrux? Because Nagini was a woman! Therefore, she was a human Horcrux, transformed and stuck as a snake. Well, so... So, like... I, I think the thing with Nagini being a Horcrux is that, you know, so now we know that she was a maledictus. Right. We know that over time, she, you know, could she could always transform into this snake. But because she has this blood curse, she is doomed to one day not be able to revert back to the human form. Mm-hmm. And we know that she fled to Albania. Mm-hmm. And we also know that Voldemort, after the first war, mm-hmm. fled to Albania. 
So, yes. Yeah. When he was defeated the first time, he, like, zimity-zoomed away to the forest of Albania. It's also where he found the diadem. Okay. Or where he hid the diadem. Um, but some people think that that's where he met Nagini, was on, was in the forest in Albania, because he would latch himself onto all kinds of different creatures, but he found that he could hold on to a snake the longest, because he could speak their language. Right. And so they think that the reason why she agreed to become a Horcrux is because she had been a snake for so long at that point that she was just longing for somebody to talk to. She was okay. longing for somebody to be close to her again. Oh. And so when Voldemort came to the forest and he stumbled upon her, and, you know, she kind of was like, whoa, man, back the fuck up, and he replied to her, she was like, oh, fuck. This is somebody that can actually understand me. And it's why she latched on to him so hard. Why she did anything he wanted, because she just wanted that human contact again. Okay. I'm here for it, but also I still think it is vaguely problematic. I mean, oh yeah, no, most definitely, but like also it I think it just it heightens the the sad story that is Nagini. That's true. Okay. Like you're a human, you you learn all of these wonderful things and then you're stuck in a creature that one the language is dying. Yeah. Par- parcel tongue is such a far few in between feet anymore. Yeah, isn't it supposedly it's it's a hard language to it's almost an impossible language to learn, but it's easier when it's like passed down through the bloodlines. Yes. Which, as we all know, with pure bloods, they're fucking crazy. Well, that's because most of them are inbred. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Right. And it, they're also a dying. Which like okay. What the fuck was Voldemort's plan? Once he took over the wizarding world, what was he going to do? Wizards are outmatched, outnumbered to muggles, or no magi, or whatever the fuck they're called. What the fuck were they going to do? I mean, so... Just imagine how fucked up Harry Potter would have been if uh, Britain would allow you to carry, like, conceal and carry. That shit would have been ended so fast. I mean, fair. Because, like, I'm pretty sure none of them bitches knew what a gun was. That's my favorite trope in fanfiction, is when, like, someone brings in a gun to the magical world, and they're all like, what's this shit? And then they just fucking murder people. What the fuck? Yeah, there's one... What kind of weird-ass fanfic are you reading? Uh, it's usually just, like, something along... I don't... I don't ever fucking remember, but, like, I remember one of them that I read. They were trying to figure out how to defeat the Dark Lord, and... Did they just shoot him? Yeah, they defeated all of his horcruxes, Harry did his whole, like, death and revive thing, and then... He just, it was, I'm pretty sure it was, like, one of those crack fan fictions or whatever, but it was so funny, because he, like, died, he came back, and he was like, fuck you, and, like, gangster turned it, and just what fucking fuck? fired at it. No, that's how they described it, and just unloaded the Glock at him. Have you ever read the world's worst Harry Potter fanfic? Uh, what was, oh god, what is it called again? Uh, oh. My Immortal? Yeah! Yes, I have. Have you heard the, uh, fucking... Somebody did a dramatic reading of it. It's my favorite thing. There are 36 chapters to it now. It's 36 chapters? Yeah. I listened to all of them. That sounds like that needs to be its own podcast. It's just that guy reading. God, it was the worst. Oh my god, that's beautiful. I love love both, like, super well-written fanfiction and also terribly written fanfiction. I cannot read the terribly written... Fanfic, because then I'm like, do I love my phone enough? Because it makes me want to throw it. I don't know. I'm also just a fan of, like, garbage shit in general. Like, my favorite kind of movies are B-rated horror movies. They're bad, they're trashy, they're campy, and I just, I love it. So, like, reading shitty fanfiction that kind of hits those, besides that's not, like, necessarily horror, is great. I cannot. But... We have to get off the fanfic, or else I will just bitch about how horrible it is. That's fair. So let's go back. What what part of Harry Potter do you want to start talking about again? I love that Hermione was such an advocate for, like, the downtrodden, like, the house elves. But to 
to the point where she thought that she was doing them a service. Oh yeah, she definitely got the whole like savior complex of like, right. I I I am since I'm better than these creatures, I have to help them out. Right. But like, those fucking house elves didn't ask to be saved. Like, in well, fact, was most of them were super pissed about it. It they was were like, just Dobby. Right, Dobby was like, I just, I just don't want to work for the Mouth Boys anymore. Dobby's like, I'm good. Right, Fuck but it. like, the then house he immediately elves... went back to basically serving Harry. Oh, right, but like the house elves in at Hogwarts, terrified oh. of her. Well, th- not only that, but they were super content with their lives. Oh yeah, they had great housing. They had a great boss. Had a place to sleep. Right, they could do shit. They exactly. had stuff to fill their day. Which exactly. also brings that brings me to a question. Okay. How powerful are house elves really? Um, you know, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm gonna just, like, guesstimate real fucking powerful. Because, like, they don't need wands to do magic. Right. They literally snap their fingers, and it happens. Right. From, like, what I've, like, the little bit that I've gathered on them, like, the only reason that they're, that they're really servants is because, kind of like the same time where the uh, goblins, there was the, there was the great goblin war, and now goblins are basically kind of in service, but also run the wizarding world through the banks. Right. You know, like the British tried to do to the Americas. Right. Uh, episode one. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I'm guessing that maybe the elves at some point probably had some kind of war against the the, the humans or the wizards and witches and stuff, mm-hmm. lost, and then became servants. Right. So uh, in, their, in their servitude, are they stunted in their magic? Which, even though they're stunted, if they are at all, dude, they're still horrifyingly powerful. Well, yeah, so, like... Are they more powerful than most of the wizards, though? I... I'm gonna go on a limb and say yes. Okay. Um, one, it goes back to the whole, they don't need a wand. Wandless magic is considered, like, super stupid powerfully rare. So, like... You ain't got a wand. You just got to snap your little fingers. But also, they can go literally anywhere in the world. Oh, yeah. There are no wards that can keep them out. Exactly. Which, like, fucks me up a little bit because, like, hi, listeners, I have anxiety real bad. That makes me really scared that there is something that, no matter how many protective things that I put around my house, will always find a way in. Oh, yeah. It's actually one of my favorite things to, like, think about. Can you imagine, like, you're do- doing in your house, doing whatever. Let's just say you're trying to, like, take a shower or what, like, something. And a house elf just popped in? Yeah, they're just I'd like, kill it. Uh, they're just like, hey, Professor so-and-so needs you, and they just bamf you out. You're, like, completely buck-ass naked, and you're like, uh. You show up in, like, the professor's office, and they have to, like, give you some clothes. I wonder if they, like, have, I wonder if they have, like, spare clothes or spare robes in case the house elves do that. Because it, from what, like, it sounds like the house elves take your orders as literal as possible. They do not give a shit. They don't wait for anything. They're like, oh, you have been you have been summoned. Boop, boop. There you go. Right. So, like... Also, can we just talk about the flu network just in general? Dusty. Okay. First off, don't come for me. Dusty. Second off, do you know how great that would be for the environment, though? Oh, yeah. No cars, no, no. I mean, brooms themselves, too. Well, yeah, but, like, also, I would love to just jump in a fireplace and be like, Andrea's house! <laughs> and, like, fucking let the green eternal flame suck me up. <laughs> I mean, you know my favorite form of, like, moving like moving anywhere or, like, going anywhere in the Wizarding World? I just love how they've, like, taken some things from, like, the Muggle World and, like, try to use them. Like, to get into the Ministry, one of the ways is either a an old telephone box. Or a toilet. Or a toilet. Yes. And then my favorite of all forms of transportation, the night bus. Like, talk about motion sickness to the max. Yeah, so, like, I remember when Prisoner of Azkaban came out. Loki, favorite film. Oh, the best, Um, in my opinion. But I remember being so nauseous when that scene was happening. And I was like, I could not be on that bus. I would die. I don't know how the fuck that man is asleep. Uh, he's probably, uh, like, a, a wizard, and he's been doing that forever. I mean, fair, but, like, even just thinking about it makes me very nauseous. Oh, yeah. Wizards have got to have some, like, iron stomachs for some of the ways they just, like, travel. Yeah. Because my ass is, like, uh, supposedly, 
in canon, Hermione is also afraid of heights, which is why she doesn't like to fly in a broom very much. Right. Uh, so I would also be like Hermione, and I'd be like, no, thank you. I'd probably flu network everywhere or, like, apparate once I learned that. Right. But also, I'd probably also play Quidditch. Which, fun fact, listeners, in college, I played Muggle Quidditch. Yep, that's a thing you can actually do. Look it up. Have fun. Oh, my God. With you. It was a great time, man. Also, speaking of the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. So we're gonna go to the movie really quick. Okay. So you know the scene when he first gets to the leaky cauldron? Mm-hmm. And it shows like the house maid worker lady. Yeah. It, like housekeeping, that's the word I was looking for. Right. And she knocks on the door and she's like, housekeeping? And the thing just like opens the door, flashes light, and like screams at her. Right. What the fuck is that? I don't know, but I, that's what I love about the Harry Potter movies, is that they were just trying to, like, fill shit in, and then there's half the stuff that never gets explained. Like, I think it was maybe the first or second movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the third. I don't remember. No, I think it was the first. Um, no, I can't remember. Regardless, but there's that one wizard who's just chilling, and I believe it was the Leaky Cauldron, and he's just stirring his coffee or tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wandlessly, while reading about physics. Yeah, it's a physics book. Like, I like how they didn't catch that, either. They were just like, ah, he'll read that. Like, someone was like, fuck, man, we need him to be doing something. And he's like, don't worry, guys, I got a book. And then it's just, boom. Also, but, like, at the same time, he's performing wandless magic, which we know as canon to be super rare powerful. And super hard. Right, and and super hard. And he's just doing it. And he's just doing it, and nobody's making a big-ass fuss about it. Right. I love that. I love the background shit that happens in Harry Potter. Like, just I that's my favorite thing to do when I go and rewatch the movies. I always look for the weird shit they have happening in the background. That, like, nobody notices, no one really thinks about. Right. Um, but because, like, you know, we go through, like, dry spells of, like, nothing new happens in the Harry Potter universe. And then J.K. Rowling drops, like, a mother load on us. Yeah, and we're all like, oh, mother, right. nourish us. Oh, basically. Um... But, like, so we start looking for our own shit in it. And, like, right. when that guy dropped, and people were like, has anybody noticed this? And then the world lost its mind. It must have been under a rock. You probably were. But, like, the thing is, is that J.K. Rowling never said anything about it. We don't know anything about this man. It's all speculation. Well, okay, fill me in on the speculation. Well, they just think he's, like, a hidden, like, powerful wizard. And they're just trying to fit, like, nobody knows. Everyone's trying to figure out, like, who this guy is, like, why, so they, they think he's either a half-blood or a muggle-born, which then begs the question of just, like, how powerful can, like, a muggle-born be? Because Harry, because Hermione is super powerful. I mean, look at McGonagall. Yeah, she's super powerful as well. Right. So, like, I, I just, like, nobody knows. Everyone wants to know about this guy, so, like... Hey, listeners, you do you know anything about this man? And if not? I guess we'll look into it more. We'll look into it. But, like... Well, that, that, oh, God, that's got me Did so fucked up. Did I just, like, up. fuck you up? Yeah, that's got me real fucked up. I think that's the, that's the theme in all of our episodes, is I, I find one thing that you've somehow missed or, like, not heard about, and then I drop it on you, and then I you don't. spend, like, most of the episode losing your shit. I don't like that. I love it hate it. It's so good. Uh, hmm. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, my, my brain just did the dial-up tone, and it was like, hmm, magical creatures. Uh, yeah, no, like, let's, let's pull it back. So, the listeners, so, like, Hermione tried all this shit with the house elves, mm-hmm. and then house elves were like, hard pass. Um, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's canon that she starts working for the Ministry, Yes. Um, and she works in the, the magical creatures department. Right. Um, so, like, what, what, I'm pretty sure she had to have learned that, like, you can't help creatures or anything that doesn't want extra help. Right. So, like, Spew was an absolute disaster. But, like, so, I digress. Um, so, like, like I, like I said earlier, you can't help something that doesn't want to help itself. But, like, unlike most people in the Harry Potter universe, she really learned from her mistakes. Right. I think my, like, go-to insult for most people 
uh, in that book series, should I have been a student around that time in that area, were to tell them to carry a plant with them to replace the oxygen that they are so obviously wasting. That's my, like, go-to insult for everybody, because then I'm not telling them to, like, go die or some shit. I'm just like, you are a waste of oxygen. Here's a plant. Replace it. God, what is she, what is she, what is she fucking say to Malfoy in the third one? You foul, evil, little loathsome cockroach or whatever? You foul, evil, little cockroach, and then she decks him out. I'm pretty sure breaks his nose. Hero of the century. Right. I was like, when I, when I truly fell in love with her. Right. Oh God, it was so good. That's when I knew Emma Watson was going to grow up and be a feminist, which like I'm here for. I'm on that train. Oh, I knew from book one she was going to be a hardcore fucking feminist. Yes. I mean, she was one of the only people in that series who was actually, when like when they were all going to school and they all graduated high school and mm-hmm. shit, uh, she was one of the only ones to actually continue, go on, and get her like college education mm-hmm. and shit. God, she's so smart. Oh my God, she's like stupid smart. Um, so let's, let's, let's tie it back to, uh, let's tie it back to a, a theory, a conspiracy. Uh-huh. So, J.K. Rowling, Rita Skeeter. 100%. So, I, I agree with that so wholeheartedly. Like, she literally was a beetle. So she literally could have been on the wall to get the biggest scoop on the Harry Potter from right. day one. Right. Because if you're an unregistered animagus, you can't be tracked for wards as well. They can't... Exactly. Because you're an animal, and they can't have wards saying that, like, no animals can pass through because then there'd be so many, like, dead birds around the ministry, Mm -hmm. and it would make no sense whatsoever. Right. So, like... being unregistered, you she could go in and out of Hogwarts so easily, which is which what is what happens in Goblet of Fire. Right. Well, so like I am such a fan of this theory, and I'm so here for it because like she made the best cover story possible. If so, is that she was just a struggling single mom on welfare and like constructed the idea while riding a train. Right. Was it the train from Hogsmeade to King's Cross? Probably. Why not? That's what I like to think. That's what I think as well. But I mean, like, at the same time, she's also never denied this theory. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's one of the best, the best and most popular theories around. Right. But then, like, the only thing that I'm still second-guessing on this theory is... What did she do to get run out of the wizarding world? That's a real good question. Fans, theorists, listeners, what do you think? Let us know in our email, on Instagram, on Twitter. Right. Let us know. We're definitely not done talking about Harry Potter. There's still so much more we can delve into. Oh, God. I'm so excited for part two. It it definitely has. The magical creatures. It has to be a part two. I'm so excited for it. But I guess until next time, theorists, listeners, followers, let us know what you think. Do you agree with our theory? Are you against it? Let us know. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Queers in a Theory. Shoot us an email at twoqueersinatheory at gmail.com. Again, that's twoqueersinatheory at gmail.com with the number two. Tell us what you think, what your favorite theory was. Give us a suggestion on what to do next. Don't forget to follow us on social media as well at, again, twoqueersinatheory on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to tell your friends. Have a great day and uh, see you next time.